Good evening. I'd like to welcome everyone to worship on this Ash Wednesday. Thanks for being here today. Thank our Mexicali mission team or Jamaica mission team for dinner today. It was great. And all the proceeds from today will go help fund their trip. Next Wednesday at lunch, we have chicken casserole. And then at dinner, we have a taste of Italy. Vegetable lasagna Alfredo rolls. Matcha Sally sauce with Italian sausage, eggplant, parmesan, salad, garlic bread, and dessert. So that should be really good. And don't forget, if you did not pick up a Latin devotional, you can find them uh, throughout the building. There's some in the narthex. We rise for opening Ashes to ashes, dust to dust, God made Adam, man of dust, in his image. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust, we deserve God's curse, for we have sinned. Assembled to hear God's word and receive his blessed son. We admit that we cannot free ourselves from our sinful nature. Therefore, we take refuge in God's infinite mercy, sinking, seeking, and imploring his grace for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. God be merciful to us. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, has had mercy on you and has given you his only Son to die for you and for his sake forgives you all your sins as a called and ordained servant of the word. I therefore give you all of your sins in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Invite the children forward.
thanks for coming up today. Wow, night church. It, I bet it's for Valentine's Day, huh? You think? This is what you're going to get today. A really cool heart and that pops up. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And that they say different things. This one says, be kind. What a good reminder to be kind. You know, the best Valentine card could be what really shows love, Jesus going to the cross for us. And so today's Ash Wednesday, and we're beginning our journey to the cross. And churches have been gathering for the Lenten season all the way back to early hundreds. So that was just after the early church started, after Christ ascended, because Christ's mission was about his death and resurrection, and that's what we're following. Today we're <coughs> put ashes on the head and remind us we're sorry for our sin, and would you like to receive some ashes on your forehead? Quite excitement. Come stand over here. <laughs> Jesus answered, Jesus said to him, As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, this person began to build and wasn't able to finish. We rise for our reading of our Holy Gospel. Our Holy Gospel reading is from Matthew 7, 24 through 27. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. Here ends our Holy Gospel reading. Please be seated for our hymn.
such a reverent beginning to Lent. <laughs> Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. One day I was invited by one of our members. It was a networking event for salespeople, and of course I had no business being there, but I was invited because it was at a cigar bar and there's drinks, and I didn't have to pay, so of course I'd go. Sitting there, and the guy comes, you know, it's networking, comes and introduces himself, and I share my name, and then he asks the question, and what do you sell? <laughs> I told him eternity. <laughs> In a way, I do. This lot, we're doing the red letters of Jesus Christ. I don't know if you've ever heard the term red letter day. It dates to the church in 1300, may even date back to Rome and to pagan festivals. But on the calendar, if there was a special feast day, it would be in red letters. It made it a red letter day, like St. Valentine or Ash Wednesday. There was a man, Louis Plouch, great Christian, editor of the Christian Herald magazine, helped raise millions and millions of dollars to help those in need around the globe. Annually, he would print over 60,000 Bibles. He lived by his motto. This is his motto. You've probably heard it before, but he gets rarely any credit. Do all the good you can for all the people you can. He was reading scripture and came across Luke 22. The cup, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you got blood, red. He thought, what a great idea to put all the letters of Jesus in the scripture in red. The first edition of the Red Letter Bible came out in 1899. It's the inspiration for our series this season of Lent. You know, do we live according to the red letters of Christ? Jesus said, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. James in chapter 1 says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. We hear it. Do we do it? Do we live by it? Are the red letters of Jesus helping shape our life, how we think, how we live, how we behave? a few studies out there about why uh, people reject Christ. So many people say they reject Christ because Christians reject them. Those are harsh words, aren't they? Harsh words. When we think of Jesus, we think of love, we think of compassion, we think of forgiveness, we think of embracing, we think of understanding. Jesus was the friend of sinners. Where do we find him hanging out with? The prostitutes, the tax collectors, the fringe of society. Who is his biggest challenge? The religious leaders. They were the ones that kept people from having a relationship with God. Could it be that we, as Christians, as a church body at large, reflect more of the religious leaders than that of Christ? Is it because we're not putting the red letters of Christ in the practice? The parable is so beautiful, it's so simple, but beautiful. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them in the practice is like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. The foolish man heard the words of Christ, but he didn't put them into practice. There's a big difference. You can imagine, you just, you just start seeing these homes being built. They look identical, inside and out, but there's a big difference. Only one has a foundation. Only one can withstand storms. And the account that Luke gives us of Jesus telling this parable he says the wise man dug deep. The whole structure of a building is based on its foundation. When the storms came, the wise man survived. 
while the foolish man, his house crumbled. As we look in the coming weeks, we're going to talk about next week, Pastor Jimmy, being with Christ, then forgiving, serving, generosity, going. Principles of Christ, the red letters teachings of our Savior. And how do you build upon the foundation? What, what is the first step? You know, one day the disciples in Luke 9 were told the argument started among the disciples as to which of them would be the greatest. Jesus at that point would say, listen, the last will be first, the first will be last. And so often Christ calls a child into his presence. And he tells the disciples, this is the kind of faith you need to have. Not childish faith, but childlike faith. And what is childlike faith? You know, in that children, there's, there's a humility. There's a trust. There's a joy. There's an innocence. There's a curiosity. I love when kids are at that age, and they'll ask you any question. And because of their innocence, they may ask questions that they're really too young to talk about, and you're not ready to answer. How many times do you have to divert your child into a different direction? But that's the beauty of childlike faith. Humility, trust, joy, innocence, curiosity. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 3, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. Today is St. Valentine Day. His um, red letter name, St. Valentine's Day, entered the church calendar in the year 496. Unfortunately, the Roman Catholic Church in 1969 kicked <laughs> kicked him off the church calendar. St. Valentine's off the church calendar. The reason being, not because we found out something bad about him, it's just we really know nothing about him. And during that time, there are two to three St. Valentines that are influential, and we just don't know much about him. But according to the story, Valentine is a priest, he's a bishop, year 272. Emperor Claudius... He thinks soldiers who are not married and have no children are, are more willing to die for the cause. So he made the law, no marriages. Valentine went against that law and in secret married many soldiers to their wives. He was finally caught. He was jailed. In jail, the daughter of the jailer struck up a relationship, young girl, struck up a relationship with Valentine. When he was taken away to be executed in year two, around 272 on the 14th this day, supposedly he left a note to the little girl that he had a friendship with, and he ended the note, you're Valentine. Whether the story is true or not, it inspires. It inspires us to live by the red letters even if it costs us our own life. And we're being called throughout this season to, to look at our life. Uh, Lent is penitential. It's a penitential season. The word Lent has a, a dramatic roots. It means um, lengthening of days. Springtime, right? Lengthening of days. It's a time where the church gathers, and we have been gathering. Um, church Father Irenaeus, a church father is somebody who was there in the early church. Irenaeus is born around 130, dies 202. He wrote letters talking about some special penitential season that he didn't start, the forefathers started. So from early on, Lent has been an important time to really reflect on how much God loves us as we follow Christ to the cross. At some point, ashes were added, and then we developed Ash Wednesday. You know, it's always hard to put that cross on your forehead and say, Dust thou art, and then the dust thou shalt return. 
They're the words God spoke to Adam and Eve after they sinned. They're hopeless words. There's words that condemn us. Death awaits. This year, sort of, yeah, hear those words? Dust thou art, and the dust thou shalt return. But we're going to hear those words while kneeling. Me and Pastor Jimmy will be on each side. And before you receive the Eucharist, we'll be coming by giving the ashes. If you don't want the ashes, just wave us away and we'll skip you. But to think, to hear, dust thou art, and then the dust thou shalt return. And then to hear Jesus, who is life, say, take and eat, this is my body. Take and drink, this is my blood. You belong to me. You are mine. You will never die. You only have eternity. And be reminded, he has called us to some higher purpose, to live according to the red letters. In Jesus' name, amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. This time we receive the offering.
we rise for prayer. Merciful God, you called us forth from the dust of the earth. You claimed us for Christ in the waters of baptism. Look upon us as we enter these 40 days bearing the mark of ashes and bless the journey through the desert of Lent to the font of rebirth. As we remember our mortality and seek penitence today, we know you to be a God who is rich in forgiveness and abounding in steadfast love, love that culminates in eternal life with you. Guide our steps this Lent so that we might find greater fulfillment in your promises and better serve others with a heart that's reflected of you. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Jesus Christ on the night when he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said take eat this is my body which is given for you this do in remembrance of me in the same manner he took the cup after supper and when he had given thanks he gave it to them saying drink of it all of you this cup is the new testament in my blood which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me the peace of the Lord with you always. Please be seated. Welcome to the Lord's table. Take and eat the true body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Take and eat the true body. Take and drink the true blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, shed for you on the cross for the remission of all of your sins. Now may this true body and blood strengthen and preserve you in true faith until life everlasting depart in peace.
ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature. Just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the man of heaven. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant to you his peace. Thank you.